Chapter 57 Daisy's Plan Up in the marshlands, where the snow still lay thick upon the ground, the Ichabog was no longer pushing the boulder in front of the cave mouth when it went out with its baskets. Instead, Daisy, Bert, Martha and Roderick were helping it collect the little marsh mushrooms it liked to eat. And during these outings, they also prized more frozen food from the abandoned wagon, which they took back to the cave for themselves. All four humans were growing stronger and healthier by the day. The Ichabog, too, was growing fatter and fatter, but this was because its bonding time was drawing ever closer. As the bonding was when the Ichabog said it intended on eating the four humans, Bert, Martha and Roderick weren't very happy about the Ichabog's growing belly. Bert, in particular, was certain the Ichabog meant to kill them. He now believed he'd been wrong about his father having an accident. The Ichabog was real, so clearly the Ichabog had killed Major Beamish. Often, on their mushrooming trips, the Ichabog and Daisy would draw a little ahead of the others, having their own private conversation. What do you think they're talking about? Martha whispered to the two boys as they searched the bog for the small white mushrooms that the Ichabog particularly liked. I think she's trying to make friends with it, said Bert. What, so it'll eat us instead of her, said Roderick. That's a horrible thing to say, said Martha sharply. Daisy looked after everyone at the orphanage. Sometimes she took punishments for other people too. Roderick was taken aback. He'd been taught by his father to expect the worst of everybody he met and that one way to get on in life was to be the biggest, the strongest and the meanest in every group. It was hard to lose the habits he'd been taught, but with his father dead and his mother and brothers doubtless in prison, Roderick's didn't want these three new friends to dislike him. Sorry, he muttered, and Martha smiled at him. Now, as it happened, Bert was quite, quite right. Daisy was making friends with the Ichabog, but her plan wasn't only to save herself or even her three friends. It was to save the whole of Cornucopia. As she and the monster walked through the bog on this particular morning, drawing ahead of the others, she noticed that a few snowdrops had managed to force their way up through a patch of melting ice. Spring was coming, which meant soldiers would soon be returning to the edge of the marsh. With a funny seasick feeling in her stomach, 
because she knew how important it was that she got this right, Daisy said, Ichabog, you know the song you sing every night? The Ichabog, who was lifting a log to see whether there were any mushrooms hiding beneath it, said, If I didn't know it, I couldn't sing it, could I? It gave a wheezy little chuckle. Will you know how you sing that you want your children to be kind and wise and brave? Yes, agreed the Ichabog, and it picked up a small silvery grey mushroom and showed it to Daisy. That's a good one. You don't get many silver ones on the marsh. Lovely, said Daisy, as the Ichabog popped the mushroom into its basket. And then, in the last chorus of your song, you say you hope your babies will kill people, said Daisy. Yes, said the Ichabog again, reaching to pull a small bit of yellowish fungus off a dead tree and showing it to Daisy. This is poisonous. Never eat this kind. I won't, said Daisy, and drawing a deep breath, she said, But do you really think a kind, wise, brave Ichabog would eat people? The Ichabog stopped in the act of bending to pick up another silvery mushroom and peered down at Daisy. I don't want to eat you, it said, but I have to, or my children will die. You said they need hope, said Daisy. What if, when the bonding time comes, they saw their mother or their father? I'm sorry, I don't quite know. I will be their Icar, said the Ichabog. And they'll be my Ichaboggles. Well, well, wouldn't it be wonderful if your your Ichaboggles saw their Icar surrounded by people who love it and want it to be happy and live with them as friends? Wouldn't that fill them with more hope than anything else could do? The Ichabog sat down on a fallen tree trunk and for a long time it said nothing at all. Bert, Martha and Roderick stood watching from a distance. They could tell something very important was happening between Daisy and the Ichabog, and although they were extremely curious, they didn't dare approach. At last the Ichabog said, Perhaps, perhaps... It would be better if I didn't eat you, Daisy. This was the first time the Ichabog had called her by her name. Daisy reached out and placed her hand in the Ichabog's paw and for a moment or two they smiled at each other. Then the Ichabog said, When my bonding comes, you and your friends must surround me and my Ichaboggles will be bonded knowing you're their friends too. And after that, 
You must stay with my Ichaboggles here on the marsh forever. Well, the problem with that is, said Daisy cautiously, still holding the Ichabog's paw, that, that the food on the wagon will run out soon. I don't think there are enough mushrooms here to support the four of us and your Ichaboggles too. Daisy found it strange to be talking like this about a time when the Ichabog wouldn't be alive. But the Ichabog didn't seem to mind. Then what can we do? It asked her, its big eyes anxious. Ichabog, said Daisy cautiously, people are dying all over Cornucopia. They're starving to death and even being murdered. All because some evil men made everyone believe you wanted to kill people. I did want to kill people until I met you four, said the Ichabog. But now you've changed, said Daisy. She got her feet, got to her feet and faced the Ichabog, holding both of its paws. Now you understand that people, most people anyway, aren't cruel or wicked. They're mostly sad and tired, Ichabog. And if they know you, how kind you are, how gentle, how all you eat is mushrooms, they'd understand how stupid it is to fear you. I'm sure they'd want you and your Ichaboggles to leave the marsh and go back to the meadows where your ancestors lived, where there are bigger, better mushrooms, and for your descendants to live with us as our friends. You want me to leave the marsh, said the Ichabog, to go among men with their guns and their spears? Ichabog, please listen, begged Daisy. If your Ichaboggles are bonded, surrounded by hundreds of people, all wanting to love and protect them, wouldn't that feed them more hope than any Ichaboggle ever had in history? Whereas, if the four of us stay here on the marsh and starve to death, what hope will remain for your Ichaboggles? The monster stared at Daisy, and Bert, Martha and Roderick watched, wondering what on earth was happening. At last, a huge tear welled in the Ichabog's eye, like a glass apple. I'm afraid to go among the men. I'm afraid they'll kill me and my Ichaboggles. They won't, said Daisy, letting go of the Ichabog's paw and placing her hands on either side of the Ichabog's huge, hairy face so her fingers were buried in its long, marsh-weedy hair. I swear to you, Ichabog, we'll protect you. Your bonding will be the most important in history. 
we're going to bring Ichabogs back and Cornucopia too.